Let me see if this rings a bell for you. Oh, I love what that mom is doing. She spends so much time outside with her kids. Or she cooks every meal from scratch and her family seems so healthy. Or her house is always put together. I can stop by at a minute's notice and it looks good. But there is no way that I have the time or the patience or the energy for that. Oh, well. Have you ever had thoughts like that? Maybe multiple times a day, some days? Well, I have the answer so that you will never have to have those thoughts again. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Krista from the Moms Find Truth podcast, where Christian moms can deep dive into finding the truth, specifically God's truth for our families. Together we can face the difficulties that come from walking a different path than most of society. So let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So here is the hard truth. I'm going to give it to you straight away. We determine how much we are able to accomplish by how high we choose to set our standards. And as a whole, I would say that we need to start setting our standards of what is acceptable higher. Perfect example of what I'm talking about has occurred to all of us, most likely. I mean, this is the Moms Find Truth podcast, so I'm going to assume most of y'all are moms. And some of y'all might be moms of one, but if you have multiple children, you'll get what I'm talking about here. When you first had your first baby, that first newborn stage, I think for most of us, that brings back some pretty colorful memories. Don't get me wrong. We brought a life into the world. We fell in love with that life so much. And it changed our world for the better. But that first newborn stage is stressful and overwhelming because everything is new. And you have to reach the point of accepting that your main goal during that time is to keep baby alive. The house might fall away a bit. Food in the house might not be top quality. Free time, out the window. Sleep, not so much. But if you can keep that baby mostly happy and alive, you're doing good. But then a few more kids come. Let's say you have four kids. You just gave birth to number four. Keeping the newborn alive cannot be your only goal now because you have three other children who need you. And yes, they might not get as much direct attention during that newborn stage, but there's still a lot of needs that need to be fulfilled. And so hopefully your husband can take some time off at the get-go. Hopefully you have some support come in, but there's going to reach a point where your husband needs to go back to work. And life needs to start kicking back into gear. But the newborn still has a lot of needs 
and it would still be so much easier to just focus on the newborn. But you can't. And in that moment, there's not a mother of four children who's going to think, you know what, that was an acceptable standard when I had my first. I think that's an acceptable standard now. I just need to put these other three on the back burner and I'll get to them when this newborn stage is over. No, that's, that's not considered acceptable anymore. Why? Because you grew as a mother. You are less overwhelmed by baby number four. You have become more capable, but ultimately you raised your standard. It's no longer enough. It's no longer acceptable to have your only focus be keep the newborn alive. You have a lot more expectation of yourself now and that original standard is now unacceptable. And because it is unacceptable in your mind, you are now able to rise to the new standard and achieve so much more. Another example is a mentality that I see a lot of moms taking, which is maybe you have multiple kids, you know, a lot of maybe extracurriculars going on, um, you know, house to run, husband to take care of, maybe homeschool, just maybe you have a business on the side in these tough financial times. There's a lot going on. Your plate feels full and overflowing. And so you see other moms and they seem to be feeding their kids in such a healthy manner. And maybe they're making a lot of meals from scratch or maybe they're even doing you know, like bone broth or fermenting and stuff like that. And you're honestly on the day-to-day -day, are mainly working with prepackaged convenience food. And you would love to achieve that healthier level for your family, but it just, it doesn't fit in. But then picture that one of your children is diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And you're told by the doctor that the majority of what you're feeding your children is causing harm to at least this one child, obviously more under the radar is probably causing harm to the others. But you see in something that's been diagnosed that the diet choices you're making are causing your child harm. I do not know of a mother who at that moment, no matter how full their schedule is, no matter how overwhelmed they felt the day before, would just say, bummer dude, my child has type one diabetes and everything I'm feeding them is harming them. But you know what? Life goes on. I'm still swamped, still overwhelmed, nothing I can do. My hands are tied. No. The standard that we had before the diagnosis is, you know what? My life is full. I'm going to feed them what I can. I'm doing my best, and that's good enough. That was considered acceptable to you. But once you find out your child's been diagnosed with something and actions you are taking in their diet is harming them, that standard is no longer going to be acceptable to you. You now have to find a way to make healthier diet choices, and you will. We all know it. If that happened to one of our children, we would do anything to find a way to not be harming them with the diet that we're giving them. So feeding that child convenience packaged food would no longer be acceptable, an acceptable standard to you. And so you would raise it and you would achieve 
the new higher standard. Now, I'm here to tell you that this raising of standards is possible in every area of our lives. We need to stop taking the position of victimhood and excuses. You are so much more capable than you've ever given yourself credit for. Mama, you are a superwoman. And all I'm saying is it's time for us to fully embrace that. I'm going to take just a minute to make this personal show, show you where this passion comes from that I'm sure you see oozing from me. If you've been listening to me for any length of time, you've probably heard the majority, if not all of this story, but hang tight because I'm going to be tying it into what I'm talking about today. Seven years ago, I gave birth to my second child and my oldest was only 13 months old. Conceiving number two, we wanted more children, did not know that it could happen so quickly. I was exclusively nursing around the clock, and I, yet I conceived number two when my first was just a few months old. So now I had two children. I had only been married for two years, and they were both 13 months and under. I was still only 13 months away from becoming a mom for the first time from that first newborn stage. And now I was already in my second with a 13 month old in tow. So needless to say, I felt like my plate was pretty full. <laughs> a year after that, uh, my husband's job took us across the country. So we moved when I had a one year old and a two year old. And during that time, my one-year-old was suffering with head-to-toe eczema. We'd been to the doctor, maxed out on all of the creams and medication that they could give. It did nothing. And we had been told by the doctor that there was nothing else that could be done, that we would have to wait until he was probably three or four years old at the earliest, and hopefully he would outgrow the eczema. But in the meantime, it was so bad that he was probably going to be struggling with infections off and on, and we would probably have to keep him on off and on antibiotics until then, until his body got it under control. So about the same time that we were moving across the country with two small children in tow, I began a research journey of figuring out how to heal my son's gut. Because the answer I got from the doctor, I was not okay with. And so I had to now set aside in, amongst watching two toddlers and unpacking boxes and trying to establish a community in a new area of the country, I am now starting from scratch and researching how to heal a one-year-old's gut and completely overhaul my two toddlers' diet. So of course there's the research stage and then there's the implementation stage. But then I'm starting from scratch here, so what that really looked like was researching for a little bit, implementing what I'd learned. Okay, that didn't help. So let me research some more in a different path. Okay, there's some new ideas. Let me implement these. Nope, that didn't work either. Try again. All right, that worked a little bit, so let me keep some of this, but I still need to find more answers all over and over and over and over again for a couple years. Okay, so now I had two toddlers. We moved to a new area of the country. 
I was doing the research implementation overhaul, new overhaul of our diet over and over and over again. We moved again a year later. And then at that point, I'm, for financial reasons, I needed to become a full-time nanny, but we were not comfortable with anyone else being with our kids all day. So I took my kids with me, but I was nannying two kids uh, that were one and two. And then my kids at this point were two and three. So I was watching during the day around eight o'clock in the morning to around six o'clock at night. I was watching four kids, three and under, taking care of nanny house during the day, taking care of our house at night, still trying researching, trying again diets and having to pack these healing diets to take so that my children could eat them at the nanny house. And then a few months into nannying, I got pregnant with number three. So now I'm doing all of this while going through a difficult pregnancy. So all of those layers <laughs> were piled onto each other in about a two year span. And I can guarantee you at each level, each addition, I felt maxed out, totally maxed out. Like my life is crazy. There's no way I could take on anything else until another layer came and I had to. And I think we can all admit I could have used every excuse in the book. I had a doctor, a specialist, a pediatric skincare specialist tell me there's nothing that could be done for my son. I could have just accepted that and let it go. While nannying with two young kids, taking care of two homes, working a healing diet, I became pregnant. I could have let, given every excuse in the book to let the house go, to give the diet a break, to save my husband, I'm going through a tough pregnancy. I can't really help out with the finances. There's so many excuses I could have grabbed. Am I right? Was I tempted to? Yes, I was. But by God's grace, I kept my standards high and kept raising them. Each time something was added to the plate. And God provided. God gave me the strength that I needed and the wisdom to navigate how to run all the different layers simultaneously. And he always will. He's called me to this role at such a time as this. He's given me this specific husband and these specific children and this particular home with all of them having these particular issues that need my assistance. He has given me the wisdom and the strength for exactly the time that he's placed me in. And he's going to do the same for you. I had to decide for myself to raise my standard of what is acceptable that I had to decide it is not acceptable to not pursue better health for my family. It is not acceptable for me not to find a way to heal my son's gut. It is not acceptable for me not to keep my home in order to make it a haven for my family. It is not acceptable while my family is financially at rock bottom to not find a way to contribute. It is not acceptable 
for me not to take ownership of homeschooling our children so that I can make sure they are being trained up in the way they should go. And obviously, I had no choice but to do all this while also making a baby. Because once it's in there, you can't put that on hold. <laughs> and when those became my baseline standards of what was acceptable and what was not, I had no choice but to figure out how to accomplish it. I want to give you one more example. And yes, it is on the extreme end, but I want to show you how this mentality is believed by all of society if the qualifications are correct. Let me tell you what I mean. Again, we're working in a scenario where you're maxed out, and this is obviously hypothetical, but you're maxed out, uh, multiple kids, homeschooling, life, whatever, business, whatever, whatever, just you know what's going on. You're here right now probably because you do struggle with overwhelm and so whatever's going on, think about that right now. Ponder what makes you overwhelmed. What all is piled on your life that makes you feel like your plate is full to the max and then beyond. But then, I don't want to say imagine. Again, this is hypothetical. Distance yourself from this example a little bit. But say that a child were to be diagnosed with cancer. If that were to happen to one of our children, not finding them a treatment would not be an option. It would not be considered acceptable in any form or fashion. There is not a, an ounce of our body that would even ever consider it an option. But why? Why is that? Well, it's because you and the rest of the world would never consider it acceptable to walk into that situation and say, I am too busy to try to find a treatment for my child. My life is maxed out. I, my plate is full to overflowing. I've got no more room. You, in that scenario, you wouldn't have mom surrounding you saying, you know what? Your plate's full. You just got to do what you can do. Once you're maxed out, you got to let it go. You're a good mom. Maybe finding a treatment for your child just isn't supposed to happen right now. Maybe that's not the right path for you. Again, it doesn't matter how much you had on your plate at that moment. You would get it done. You would find a way to add Find treatment for my child to your plate, no matter what, period. And that is a very black and white example. And it's considered a very acceptable example because, again, all of society would verify that, yes, there's no way you're not going to try to find a treatment for your child, no matter what it takes. But then there's other areas of our lives that society as a whole have lowered the standard or the priority on. So that when you don't meet, so that when you don't excel in those areas, it's considered okay, acceptable. It's considered acceptable. It's easy to just go ahead and make the excuses. You have a lot of people, moms surrounding you, verifying your excuses and saying, 
you got this, you're good just right where you are, do your best, let the rest go, yada, yada, yada. And those are the areas that I'm talking about today. Because again, think back to the layers that were added to my life. How many mom groups do you think I could have joined and said, this is all that's on my plate. I feel like I just need to let some of this go. How many moms do you think would have my back on that? You've got all of these different fires going. Your plate is so full. You're doing all you can. Sometimes the house just needs to go. You might need to go more convenient with diet. Maybe you just can't help out your husband with finances right now. Maybe this, maybe that. You should go back and just say the doctor's right. I'm not going to try to heal my son's gut. Yada, yada, yada. That's what I would have been told nine times out of ten. Or maybe ten times out of ten, depending on the mom group. But the very first challenge that I have for you today, before you can ever truly start raising your standards, is to not base your standards off of what other peers are telling you. Because your peers are going to at least be tempted and most often will be telling you what also will make them feel more valued. So it's incredibly easy for all of us to tell other moms, you know what, that status quo that you're in right now, I know it doesn't feel great, doesn't feel like you're achieving that much, but you're doing your best and, and that's all you can do. Because then we can look back at our lives and we can say, well, I'm doing at least as good as they are. So if they're doing okay, then I'm doing okay. So we're all good. And how much easier is that to become comfortable and complacent in the status quo? And to encourage everyone else around us, let's just be a pro-status quo group of moms here so we can all feel comfortable and encouraged and validated right where we are. How much more easy is that than to continuously raise our standards higher and higher? But since when has being a mommy, being a wife, being a homemaker, or being a follower of Christ ever been about the easy or comfortable choice. That's not what we're here for. We are here on this earth, visiting this land before we go home someday to make an impact, to make a difference in this world, to pack the biggest punch we possibly can. And complacency and accept, accepting the status quo will never get us there and will not be setting up our children to make an impact as well. That was a soapbox I was not planning to get on. All right, let's get back to it. <laughs> so the first challenge was to not base your standards off of what people around you are saying. First question I want you to start mulling over in your head is what areas just that come to your mind of your life do you think I could probably raise my standards here? Now, this is not a question I can answer for you, and it's, it's not, not all areas are black and white. Obviously, there are going to be things that we need to say no to, that we can honestly say, I don't have room for that on my plate. But that's, the difference there is that it's, I'm choosing the priorities in my life, and I am choosing not to prioritize that, versus 
oh, I really would love to do that, but I just can't. That's victim. That's giving an excuse and it's a victim mentality. I own my time. I own my life. I make the decisions for it. And if I am choosing to say no to something, that is because I have chosen to prioritize these other things. And I've decided that is not a high priority. But the question where it gets kind of down in the, the weeds of it is you might be doing that. You might be saying, you know what? I've prioritized all the things in my schedule right now. And changing my family's diet, I'm choosing not to prioritize that. Okay, you, you're not victim there. You are owning it. But I would still challenge you that you're not setting a certain standard high enough. And so I think there's, if you start mulling over that question, I think there's going to be some things that pop into your mind if you're 100% honest with yourself that you would say, I've been trying to justify this area, but I know I really need to up my standards here. Then there's going to be some areas that are a little bit gray. And so that's where I have four tips that I'm going to share with you real quick on how to help you clarify what areas you should be raising and what areas you should be saying no to. First tip out the gate is to spend daily time with Jesus. Because ultimately at the end of the day, no matter what influences are surrounding us in life, Jesus is going to direct us on the path he wants us to pursue. So if, there is, if you are in daily communication with Jesus, and he wants you to raise a standard in your life, he's going to be pricking your heart of that. And if you are being honest with yourself and open to his direction, that's gonna start becoming more clear. So if nothing else, if you change nothing else, daily time with Jesus. Tip number two is to aim up in your friend groups. So we are who we influence ourselves with. And again, a big portion of what we influence ourselves with should be Jesus. But there's obviously other influences in our life. And friend groups, I have found, can either validate you staying in status quo or can challenge and convict and encourage you to continue leveling up. I have, I'm sure we've all experienced it. I have been in the mom groups where it's all about, I just fed my kid. Uh, a Pop-Tart and Krispy Kreme donut today, but you know what? I kept them alive. Uh, my house is a wreck, but at least it's still standing. Uh, I'm a mess, but you know what? Some days just aren't that great. It's all about, that, what that is essentially saying is, I'm not doing good, but I'm explaining why that's acceptable, why that's okay. And then you go to that mom group, and they all say, you're doing your best, what happens will happen. And that again, verifies, don't have a super high standard here, but that's okay because you're doing what you can do versus the mom groups that I've been in that you will say, you know what? I'm struggling in this area and they will love on you. They will support you, but they'll say, it's not right. You know, you could do better and let me walk alongside of you and, and share with you what I've learned and any tips that I have and help you reach that next level. Let me show you why a higher standard is important here. And then let me show you how to get there. I think we can all see what a, a drastic difference in your mental workings being a part of those two different groups could be. 
or switching from one of those groups to another. So tip number two, aim up with your friend groups. So don't try to, this is where I'm at, this is where I want to stay, so let me find a friend group that's going to support me here. You really want to try to find a friend group that is striving, even if they're not older than you or further along in their walk than you, they're striving to go up. They're going the right direction and they're going to help take you along with them. Tip number three is to aim up in your influences. Now, this is obviously influences outside of your friend group because we already discussed that. I'm talking more about YouTube videos you watch, blogs you read, Facebook groups you're a part of, um, podcasts you listen to. And I want to give a quick example. Um, as part of my healing journey, after having four kids and realizing I didn't have good health, I did some fasting. I learned a lot about fasting. And the first group, fasting Facebook group that I joined was a mom group, and it gave me, I mean, I read some books, but as far as day-to-day -day interaction and seeing how this plays out, they gave me my first taste of it. And just about the, I would say the max that of fasting, length that was achieved in that group was probably 48 hours, usually 36 to 48. Some of them, you know, were more intermittent fasting, which is, you know, under 24. And I'm not saying pro, I think there's pros to all the different lengths of fast. But because that was the group that I was a part of for a long time, that is just what I thought was the high standard, the, the peak standard. And yes, I'd heard of people doing longer fasts, but I thought that was just, you know, like the, the weirdos out there that were overkill, you know, and that the normal people were doing these 36 to 48. Now, again, I'm not saying that 3648 or intermittent or anything like that is bad. It's, it, is, it takes self-discipline and is very beneficial to do any of the links. So, but again, it's just my standard was now set here. And then I ran across this other Facebook group. I don't even remember how, but I joined it. And they were, they were the weirdos, y'all. <laughs> like daily posts were coming up. Oh, I just achieved seven day fast, seven day water fast. Oh, I just finished my 10 day water fast. All right. I'm 30 days down. I'm shooting for 40. I have done two. I have now done two seven day fast and a 10 day fast. And so once I joined that group and started interacting with them and kind of pulled back from the other fasting group, I, my normal, what I consider normal skyrocketed. So I didn't decide that I now need to start doing 30 and 40 day fast. I didn't think that was a good fit for what I needed at the time. But I went from feeling like, because when I was in the first group, I would do two or even three day fast. And I felt like an overachiever. There's no reason to push anymore. I do some of the longest fasts in the group. I'm maxed out. I'm like, you know, top standard here and I'm meeting it. I'm good. When I switched groups, all of a sudden I was doing some of the shortest fasts in the group. And again, there's a breakdown in this analogy because it's not like you're a better person if you do a longer fast, but it just shows mindset shift. 
And after I became a part of the second group, I achieved two seven-day fasts and a 10-day fast. And I, I don't feel the need to do any more of that extended of a fast in the near future. But again, it changed what I consider to be the peak standard. What I consider to be achievable. I would not have thought I could have achieved a 10-day fast when my mindset was thinking, at three days, I'm the best in the group. It would have blown my mind to consider a seven-day. But once I changed who my influences were, and I went from a group saying, this is the normal fast length, to this is the normal fast length, my belief in myself, my belief in my abilities, my ability to even comprehend what I could accomplish, skyrocket. The information you surround yourself with, the influences you surround yourself with, are going to change who you believe you are and what you believe you're capable of and what you believe normal is. And then my fourth tip is to set a daily goal of Every day, I'm going to become more like Christ and better than yesterday's me. That is my daily motto, my daily goal. And if that is what I'm striving for every single day, I know my standards in every area of life are going to continuously go up. And because of that, the amount that I'm able to accomplish in a day, in my life, is going to continuously go up as well. So just to get the ball rolling a little bit, if you're struggling, some standard suggestions, kind of baseline for uh, that are applicable to pretty much any mom in the baseline of your home, are things such as, I no longer consider it acceptable to not feed my family the healthiest diet I have knowledge of and to continue increasing my knowledge in that area. I no longer believe it's acceptable to not set aside daily time with Jesus and daily time learning and growing and improving my knowledge based on myself. And I no longer believe it is acceptable to let my home get completely out of control and not be a haven for my family. Now, if you set, if you raise some standards like that, does that mean you're never going to drop the ball? Nope. <laughs> but does it mean that your life will completely change? Yes. And does it mean that it's going to continue day after day to show you just how much you're capable of and give you that courage and that oomph to keep striving for more? Yes. So last thing before I head out, I want to give you three resources because again, I'm trying to be an influence to you that is pushing you up and encouraging you to go up and to raise your standards. But I don't want to just give that to you. I want to help you get there. So first resource, best way you can raise your standards is to educate yourself, to always be learning. Because once we learn, 
we'll see how much we don't know. And once we've learned that information, we'll find out things that make us realize how unacceptable our current standards are. So I have made a personal commitment to read 50 books a year. And that is added, and it's, it covers a wide range of topics, but that has opened my mind up to so many areas that I needed to improve and made it so much easier to improve in those areas. And I have made a video about that. So check out my YouTube channel for 50 books in a year. Also, I'd like to direct you to a Facebook group that I started for Christian stay-at-home moms. And my goal with that is to gather together a group of moms that are like-minded and that are directing each other upward. And then finally, I would like to direct you to the Overwhelmed Mommy Club, which is a membership for just $7 a month that I started just for this situation. If you are overwhelmed, if you feel like your plate is full, but you know there's more you could achieve, where you want to start is the baseline of your home. You want everyone to be able to have a good night's sleep so you have energy for tackling your day. You want your children to learn to respect authority so that you can train them up in the way they should go and involve them in the day-to-day -day life. You want to get your home organized and decluttered and under control. You want to systemize every single task in your home so that your home runs on autopilot and you'll never be behind or overwhelmed in your home again. Once you have your home, your baseline under control and managed, all those other areas that you want to tackle and raise the standard in will be so much easier to say yes to. And so I would encourage you, every single one of you, it's just $7 a month. Join the Overwhelmed Mommy Club so that you can get your home under control the same way I had to learn to do as all of those layers are getting added so that you can tackle every other area of your life. So the link for all of those are below. And that's all I've got for today. But remember, I'm always here if you need me. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. You can hear more from me on the Moms Find Truth YouTube channel and Instagram pages. Also, join the Moms Find Truth Facebook group because I would love to hear from you too. Until next time.